Hello, and welcome to Mad Men's Knowledge, a podcast where we answer questions no one is asking and argue about things no one cares about in order to grant you insight. Insight as to what? We don't know. But here we are. We're your hosts, the Mad Men in Question, Hayne and Griffin. And today we have a uh, visiting madman uh, known as Ethan. And our topic of discussion is um, Supermarket Battle Royale. Um, Before we start, do we want to have Ethan introduce himself briefly? Sure, go ahead. Hi, I am Ethan Ames. I've just emerged from my 20-year study of the apes. I've spent 20 years in the jungle. And, of course, the first thing I did upon my return to uh, civilization was to speak with these fine gentlemen. Yep, that's that's uh, totally accurate. Not at all facetious. All right, cool. So um, let's just start off with the topic. Our idea for today is there's a trend of battle royale games, um, not as much prevalent in uh, the year of our Lord uh, 2021, but in 2020, there were a lot of battle royales coming out. And uh, we decided that the best option for continuing this trend is to host a battle royale within a supermarket. And the basic rules is that the pool of contestants will be randomly dropped into the center of a large Actually, you guys described the the setup because you had big fancy words and I don't remember what they were. All right. So the the basic setup, it will be a large circular warehouse uh, and the shelves containing all of the items will be arranged in concentric circles with radial lines serving as the aisles between them. So basically, it is a big circle that is split up into pie pieces and you can enter each ring and within those rings, you'll find the shelves with all of the supplies in them. And just like a regular department store, items will be grouped up based on their utility and what their general vibe is. Uh, so there will be things like gardening, sports, um, clothing, things like that. The items within this warehouse are all going to be things that you can find within your local Walmart Supercenter, um, as determined by Griffin using a, a quick search on the Walmart website and the availability of his local Walmart. Yes. Um, in addition, all of the aisles will be labeled uh, with their what they contain, um, and there will be... The only items that you could potentially find that will be unavailable is anything that serves as a dedicated weapon. So no firearms, no hunting supplies, no hunting knives, but uh, items that serve a different purpose but can be used as weapons, such as kitchen knives, will still be on the table. And uh, I think that is all the... Oh, um, the shelves, which we are using here are going to be uh, 10 feet tall, and they're, we're going to assume that they are bolted to the ground so that they cannot be knocked over. Um, so that is going to prevent the strategy of waiting until people crowd up in a hallway and then just dominoing all of the shelves over to kill them. Anyway, uh, Ethan, since you're our guest, uh, would you like first right to uh, propose your strategy here? Basically, I think the simplest but most effective tactic here is to go to cleaning supplies. You know, lots of flammables there. You got, uh, like, hairspray, 
hand sanitizer, uh, various other things. And my plan right now is to like dose one of the floors of one of the rings with like flammable liquid and just essentially wait for someone like a large group to pass by and then just ignite them all when they're on the floor. Any supplies other than other than the flammables you think you're going to be picking up to uh, increase your survivability or uh, any other proposed methods of of warfare? Well, obviously knives and like various metal objects, soda cans, anything like that would be useful for you know a shiv or armor. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my primary tactic is just going to be like incinerating people. Ah, I see arsony. Uh, or arsony, arsony is not something you do to people. I think that's just murder. Uh, arsony right, you know is a made-up crime that is a combination of arson and larceny, which is either stealing things that you then set on fire or setting things on fire and then stealing them. Okay, Mr. Grammar person. Lighting well, something on I'm fire and honest. then killing it is called an arsassination. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I didn't mean to say arsony. Uh, I know you meant time. to just say arson. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I was aware it was wrong while I was saying it, but I wasn't expecting Griffin to call me out like that. Oh, of course, uh, of course I will. Come on. He made up the term, as far as I'm aware. Our assassination, <sighs> I made up. Uh, larceny, I actually did see, or uh, arsony, I did see a post on. Um, all right, so so pretty straightforward strategy. You're going to be so, going on the offensive. You're going to be you're going to be looking to take out large groups of people. Uh, can I get some insight into your end game strategy here? It's you, and also we'll assume that you know how many other people are left. Um, yeah, we'll we'll just okay. say that there's like a big scoreboard. So so yeah, let's say you get down. You've got like three people left in the ring. Uh, what what what's your strategy there? So, in some of the darker years of my life, I did play the video game Fortnite. And what I would do is I would hide in bushes and let other people kill each other until it was eventually a 1v1. Uh, Given the nature of this scenario, I would probably just, like, run around, try to avoid engagement, and then if it's just, like, me and one other person, I, like, shank him with, like, a Coke can or a Coke bottle or something. Okay. There are kitchen knives. There are kitchen knives also, yes. Yeah, so, but I'm so. assuming that like I've laid low long enough throughout this whole process that all of the good loot has been like disposed of by other people. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, other people could have picked it up, but it, assuming that you're in the, the final few, you know, there's going to be a lot of dead bodies littering the floor, and you know, the marginal benefit of collecting an extra knife from the 20th person you've killed, I don't think is really high. Well, sure, but that doesn't play into my strategy. Like, that would just be fortuitous if I came across a knife. I'm not going to be, like, seeking it out. I'll take any good loot I can get. But... Yeah, okay. I see, I see. So, when the... So, you're placed in the center circle, and obviously there's there's the potential that, you know, you just get decked, and people start, like, brawling it out in the... Like, as soon as the walls drop... And you can start going for stuff. Um, 
but what's your like immediate strategy like the walls have just dropped what's the first thing you're going like what section are you going towards what's the first thing you're going to try and pick up i'm probably going into the outer ring both for cover just like how circles work also just to avoid the bloodbath of whatever's happening in the innermost ring uh like i said cleaning supplies like body care that's probably the most advantageous place for me to be with my strategy but so home goods now i was gonna say um you know for your incendiary strategy to work you need an ignition source so i don't think that they would have lighters in the home goods section so you'd either need to go to like the outdoors section or like a a cash register which doesn't really exist in this area to pick up a lighter uh, i'm assuming is the cash registers are all around the outside yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, are okay. there cash registers in this yes. scenario? I'm going to okay. say that there um, are... Everything that you could get from a cash register is in the outermost ring, and but there's just a wall. There's no exit. It's just a wall behind them. Okay. Yeah, that, that works perfectly. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, even if like the cash registers are in the center, like, like how I would imagine it, it still works because you just grab one as you run right excuse me mm-hmm. that actually might okay. make more sense i think i think that makes more sense is having the the cash registers at the beginning because that's you know if we're thinking about it like a video game that's like relatively the low tier loot yeah it's just like some crappy food and easy stuff to pick up mm-hmm. i guess uh, i guess another thing we've thought about is so part of the you know Obviously, there's a comparison to be made to the Hunger Games uh, in the setup and just Battle Royales in general. Um, how long do you, like, depending on how many people we put into this game and how big the arena actually is, there is the potential for this, you know, to go on for multiple days. So, you know, survival strategies of, like, what food do you pick up? And, like, if you control food, like, that puts you in a position of power. Like, those sorts of things may be a viable strategy to consider. But I think for now, let's assume that all of this combat's going to go on within one day. Yeah, I don't think I there will be question. any long-term survival necessary. Uh, yeah, yes, and food tends question? to be like dispersed enough that that wouldn't really be feasible to just have one person control of all of it. But my question, are the shelves flammable? Because I realized that just like dousing the floor probably wouldn't like generate enough heat to fry a person they are metal so okay they're not gonna catch on fire but if you douse them in a chemical and light them on fire they will they're not gonna put the fire out but also like cereal boxes or something like that yes like there's also definitely flammables yeah so so are you model do you have any intents of modifying your strategy here yes dousing the floor obviously would not work like even if you douse the floor with hand sanitizer, that is not going to fry a person. Well, but definitely if, not hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer actually burns pretty cold. Like, you can hold yeah, flaming yeah. hand sanitizer. Oh, no. Once you start um, getting into something like paint thinner acetone, that's when you get to the point where, you know, that's some serious fire there. Still not going to be anything like gasoline. Gasoline, you could just douse the floor and you'd be fine. But I, yeah. you know, I, I do there think with be... acetone, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find some way to to get the person either on fire or to make it so that they are completely surrounded by fire. 
I will need to like line an aisle with flammable, just like cardboard boxes, any kind of fuel I can find. Douse all of that with like the aforementioned chemicals. Lighter fluid. Yeah, and then just, just like as soon as like there's a skirmish taking place in that aisle, I just light them all. Ah, you sweep you swoop in for the cleanup. Yeah. Okay, so I, th- I will say, so there is an outdoor section in Walmart, um, and you can check me on this, Griffin, but I'm pretty sure they have, like, pre-mixed fuel for, like, small engines. Yes, they have called, camp, like, fire, fuel. and, and uh, also... So... Like, butane. That kind of fuel. Yes, yeah, butane. Mm-hmm. So that. you would have access to, like, actual, like, fuels, but it wouldn't be in the home, like, home care. Or, like, home would care. that fall too directly into the, like, weapon category here, or... Fuel? Because no. I assume nah. that we wouldn't, like, have a camp stove be available no. to us. No, camp stoves no. are available. As long as it's not a dedicated weapon. As long as it is not as made long as it's to not, like... kill a person or an animal. Okay. Yeah. Because I was okay. going to say, because if it was anything that has ever been used as a weapon or, like, could seriously injure people, then we'd have to remove, like, half the things from the store because, like, bleach would be gone, mm. uh, baseball bats would be gone, like, all that sort of shit, so... I think that as long as it's not like it's designed purpose is not it doesn't say on the tin this is a weapon to kill people you know we'll leave it yeah okay so do you still plan on going to home goods or would you rather go to the outdoors section I'm thinking outdoors now like any like kind of fuel you have for a stove or a grill natural gas just mm. Because I wouldn't even have to, like, douse my fuel. I could just, like, torch it. Okay, so I I still would need, like, a liquid lighter, probably, for a lot of this stuff to be effective, but... Yeah. Pick up, like, a Zippo or something. Okay, so (laughs) consider, though, you go to the outdoor section, and they have a bag of charcoal. And you just spread out, like, a big trap. Like, obviously, charcoal doesn't light very quickly. It's very hard to maintain, like, a hot fire with it. But if you got it going, you know, it would burn for a long time. So, like, like, do you think you'd utilize that at all? Um, charcoal would be kind of finicky for these purposes. Like, if I did get a good charcoal fire going, there are tons of, like, trap applications for that, but... That wouldn't be the first thing I'd go for. Okay, so consider... Alright, so... There's two thoughts that I have on this. Is that one is, like, you you start up a charcoal grill, um, and then, like, you have the hot charcoals. You take out, like, a fire glove or something, and you, like, pick them up, and you, like, hurl them at people that come by you. Um, the other option is, is like, you same thing where you, like, you put it in a grill, and then you knock it over so you have, like, charcoal scattered around, and it's just, like... You have to walk carefully to not burn or melt your stuff. Um, but then what happens when somebody who's a per- trained firewalker shows up and just walks across the charcoals without flinching? You said this was the general population, that not that I talk okay. to deal with, like... Okay, it's, we said it was a simple... It is a random <laughs> sample size. So, it is... so it's, it's a real possibility, you know? I'm also assuming there's a hundred people. Yeah, a hundred people are dropped in. I, I feel like say. one in a hundred people is not going to be a trained firewalker. But if I encounter one of those, hmm, I think it'd be really ironic to kill a firewalker by lighting him on fire. It would. 
I, w- I would agree with you on that. I think I think there's also an argument to be made that, you know, with the charcoal fire, presumably, you know, Ethan sees sees a firewalker come up and the firewalker's like, aha, you have no power here. And then Ethan presumably just chucks a bottle of acetone on him. And and he's like, oh, walk across this, douchebag. Classic one-liner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have walk to be fancy. You're, you're literally going to incinerate this man <laughs> who is trying to walk across the coals. I think walking across the coals is going to be dangerous no matter what. And I don't know, a, perhaps a trained fire walker would take off their shoes to do it. Um, so that it doesn't melt onto their feet. Um, and I think that's where their advantage would come in over a lot of other people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, it's also a completely ridiculous scenario. Oh, yeah, absolutely unlikely, ridiculous. But I just, what, that, that's what we're about here. What if a sword swallower faces you when you're throwing knives at him? <laughs> and he swallows all of the He swords. swallows all of the knives <laughs> as you're throwing them. Um, all right. So that's, that's uh, your strategy. Uh, to, to hey, summarize, hey, basically incendiary guerrilla warfare is yeah, what I'm hearing. Yes. Incendiary warfare. He's he's going to be I, walking around pyro style. I'm essentially the the vulture here. I'm just like seeing the people that are on the edge of death and then igniting them on fire. As vultures do. Yeah, you know. Vultures. Those, now, those pesky. The, one, the, other, the last thing I would like to talk about uh, relevant to this strategy is that by incinerating people, you are pretty much going to ruin any gear that they have. You're going to not be able to loot um, because your goal here is to destroy them via incineration. Mm. Um, so that's something to consider. Uh, but let's, I'm let's also move on to very, hands. very susceptible to long-range attacks. Oh, yes. Like, absolutely. if you don't fall into my trap, then I don't know what I'm yeah, going to do. True. But I'm not really reliant on. Uh, I'm relying off of stealth, not off of like loot or any direct confrontation. So hopefully they wouldn't notice me before they're on fire. I see. Well, we can come back to this in a moment. Let's let's move on to the next strategy. All right, Hayne. Where where are you going first? Honestly, all right. First place I think I would be going is. Um, Probably it's either going to be to the athletics or the um, like home goods, not home goods, like hardware section, because my first thought is I want to pick up armor. And so I would go to like, so like going to athletics, I could get um, like body armor to help resist uh, most blunt attacks, which is what I feel like a predominant number of people are going to use. Um, and going to like the hardware section, I could get one of the um, like get a get a chemical mask to help mitigate chemical attacks because I feel like general population enough people know that like uh, bleach and bleach can like has chlorine in it, and there's the potential of chlorine gas attacks, which would just fuck you up. So that's my first strategy. Yeah, and then definitely, in terms definitely of... a grisly thing to be thinking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're we're talking about life and death here. 
uh, in a in a Hunger Games style scenario. I mean, it's not gonna be a very cheery topic. I mean, I'm incinerating people, so I'm not really one to talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's anyway. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. All right. But so what I'm saying is, is that like I would go for armor first because I think that having any bit of and also like go into the athletic section. That's also where I can get a bat and. Because this isn't major leagues, I could get a metal bat, which would prove much more effective than a wooden one, and I could use that pretty effectively as a weapon, plus having greater ability to defend against the average Joe. Um, after that, I think my plan would probably be, like, after picking up armor, I haven't decided which piece I'd go for, headgear or body first, um, but after picking up one, I'd go for the other, and then I don't I would not be very confrontational because obviously uh, I'm not a very strong person. So I could probably t- like fight off most people pretty effectively, like one on one. But as soon as I get into extended combat, I think I would easily get bogged down, especially with the additional weight and lack of maneuverability from wearing armor. Um. There's also something to be said about people with knives just kind of ignoring my armor and, like, stabbing me in places where I'm not protected. Um, or heat-based attack using your armor against you to just, like, roast you alive. Yes, that's, that's very true. true. That, that could potentially mess me up. Um, the other thought that I had while you were explaining your process, Ethan, is um, if you go to the toy section and get a super soaker... And then fill it up with like a flammable substance. You now have a a, a little bit better projectile attack um, to like prime people. And then with a separate container or like separate ignition source, you would uh, you could ignite them. Because the thing is, like everybody knows that you can make like a homemade flamethrower out of like hairspray or bug spray and like holding a lighter in front of it. But the issue with that is that there's no restraint on it, so there's the potential that the fire goes back into the can, igniting all the aerosol in there and then exploding. Um, which is why you shouldn't do it, even though I do it all the time. Um, you shouldn't do it. And so you wouldn't want to like attach a lighter to the front of your, your gasoline super soaker. Um, but that is a thought that I had. So like, if you had like matches or something, you could like throw them at them. Yeah. Although that might be finicky. Basically, but like basically, my strategy would be uh, defense. Maybe get like a big trash can lid to get a shield or something. Mm. That's my thought. I haven't really gone much more in depth on this. Well, you really got me thinking with the whole super soaker idea. Back to my thing. <laughs> um, if I went with my original plan of like putting fuel on the ground as like an initial trap, then I soak them with the acetone. Then I ignite the ground. Ah. Three-stage attack, very effective. I I agree. I think that will be very effective. I will also say there's something to be said about like if I have an anti-chlorine like gas mask, I would then have a better position to use a gas attack against other people. Um... Let's not talk about ethics or the Geneva Convention because no, I think we're we've not. already this is Battle Royale. We've it's, we've already distinctly violated them with oh, uh, yeah. Ethan's strategy here. 
Uh, I have but never I... concerned myself with the Geneva Convention once in my life. Well, it's a good thing that you're not a military leader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is debatable. <laughs> anyway, but I was going to say, so, like, if I if I have the gas mask, I can then, like, basically, like, caustic from Apex. Like, you just throw out some chlorine on people, like, chlorine traps where people are coming near me. And either they succumb to it, and I don't because I have my gas mask, or I just beat the shit out of them with my, my baseball bat. Mm. That's that's my plan. That's my that's strategy. A, that feels like a very standard strategy, I will say. Which yeah, isn't a criticism. Perhaps. That's like, it's reliable. It's standard because it's effective. Mm. I will say, I don't think it... Unless you really get your chlorine gas attack working, I don't really see it being effective against large groups of people. And armor would slow you down if you're trying to like avoid a group fight. Yeah. I think another interesting thing... Alright, so... We didn't clarify this earlier. So we said that the, the shelves are 10 feet tall. Would they be, like... Would they, like, go up, like, flush with the ceiling? Or would you be able to, like, stand on top of them? You can stand on top of them, absolutely. Okay, because then I think that there might be something to be said for, um... Taking the high ground. And, um... Like, because the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure chlorine gas is heavier than, like, air. So it would fall. So there's something to be said about, like... I set up the traps on the sides of, like, a shelf, and then as people try to climb up, you know, I release it, so they have to then go through the gas to get up to me, and as they climb up, I can swat them down like King of the Hill. Um, But that also does put me in a targeted position, so any sort of projectile or coordinated attack could very easily find me and, like, overwhelm me. Building off of that, you climb on top of the shelves with, like, two twenty-four packs of Dr. Pepper or something. Then you just start chucking them like bricks at people who pass by. I'm personally offended by that because that's a waste of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you can drink the Dr. Pepper after you've, like, bashed in the person's head with it. Nah, dude, because if I'm throwing it at somebody's head hard enough for, them, for it to, like, injure them, it's going to blow up the can. No, no, not this. You could like lap it off the ground too. Like then it's gonna be mixed with blood, bro. That's not one of the twenty-three flavors. Blood is absolutely <laughs> the twenty-third flavor. <laughs> huh? Sorry, what are you saying, Griffin? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, it? Tr- truly, <laughs> the slurping Doctor Pepper off the floor. <laughs> Yeah, Hane will just throw away a viable strategy because he doesn't want to waste Dr. Pepper. Uh, I mean, I could pick up any other canned beverage, canned pressurized okay. beverage. Could use Fine, Pepsi, if... use Coke, perhaps. Or, like, just generic, like... Tab. Off-brand soda. Yeah, like uh, Dr. Thunder or... Yeah, that's, Cola a, soda. that's a good point if for the purpose of... Uh... For the purpose of not pouring out good Dr. Pepper. But also, I feel like that's just, like... Forget about, like, murdering people with gas weapons or, like, incinerating them while they're alive. But, like, 
getting murdered by a can of Dr. Thunder, I think is just like too far in the amount of disrespect you're showing a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, you don't even have the respect to, to kill him with that name brand. Yeah. You didn't just murder me. You murdered me with Dr. Thunder. I'd be pissed. All right. Oh, so, I had a so Hayne, let's get a summary of your strategy. Summary of my strategy. Um, armor, blunt force weapons, and then uh, placing traps, like uh, chlorine traps, on top of a uh, shelf to create a defense point for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any any final thoughts there? Anything you uh? None at the moment. If I think of anything, obviously, uh, we can come back to it. Um, if you have any questions or criticisms, I'd love to hear them, and we can uh, we can adjust. But that's that's pretty much my thought. It is pretty basic. It is a pretty straightforward strategy. But um, you know, sometimes the the easy solution is the best solution. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I learned that lesson from Portal. <laughs> Good for you. So, Thank you. ironically. I, I had a strategy written down here. Ironically, my strategy counters both of your strategies. Oh! Completely accidentally. You um, tell. Just because I wanted to be condensed and efficient in my collecting of supplies. Um, So pretty much everything that I'm getting is from the home improvement section. Um, okay. and like where you would find like, you know, paint and anything you would use to redo your house and like home goods. The yeah. only <laughs> exceptions to that are the clothing that I'm going to pick up, um, which is going to be leather jacket and pants and a backpack. Um, I figure... I mean, okay, leather, a leather jacket is not leather armor. It is not hardened in the same way. It is not intended to block, like, knives and shit. With that in mind, it will reduce the damage from many things. Um, and yeah. to a certain extent, it will also provide uh, thermal protection. Um, but that is just, like, the very baseline of my strategy. Uh, oh, uh, also... Um, are you picking up the clothes first, or are you picking that up later? I am. I would probably pick up the clothes first. Also, this does beg an important question of, are we dropping into the arena butt-ass naked? No. You are in, we're assuming, we'll assume like the Hunger Games thing where you've got like a moisture-wicking suit. Okay. <clears throat> Basically, you're wearing Under Armour and sweatpants when you get in there. Okay. And so my goal is, uh, my thought process here is that and basically my whole strategy. You've said that your strategy is basic. Mine is even a bit further basic because Basicer. my great asset is that I am very powerful. I am I am strong <laughs> and you know I would say of the average 100 population, I'm going to be in the top 10 of most powerful individuals. With that okay. said, I also have two brain cells to rub together. Um, so eventually I will be refining a strategy, but at the beginning, 
it's my belief that I can fight off anybody who's coming at me with limited supplies. So that's why I opted to go for the backpack is going to be my first stop, and then I will go get uh, the clothes. I don't figure anybody's going to be going for the clothes. I figure backpacks will be a hot commodity just for storage and survival. I think in the average population, it wouldn't really be all that hot like big because i don't think most people would think about that in a survival situation but i will say that like very quickly people are going to figure out that they're going to want a backpack yes because they want to carry a lot of stuff yeah for instance a lot of fuel or a lot of cans of of dr Dr. pepper Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so i pick up the backpack and these clothes and i'm just gonna beeline it straight to the home improvement section there are a couple different things that I'm going to pick up here. The first would be from sort of the painting and tools section. Um, I'm going to want to grab a dust mask and uh, safety glasses. Um, like a regular dust mask? A regular dust mask, which I believe will give me enough protection against uh, smoke from fires. Um, and also, I think it will buy me enough time for chlor- uh, for escaping chlorine gas um, that yeah. I can that I can quickly either get it off of me or get away from the area where it is. Um, mm-hmm. And having a bit of experience with chlorine gas myself, yeah, as a lifeguard, I was fine. I've been fine. I have accidentally inhaled a bit of mustard gas that my vice president accidentally made. Um, and I was fine. So I think a dust mask, I didn't have any sort of protective equipment at that point. So I think a dust mask and these safety goggles will buy me a lot of time, uh, in terms of getting or surviving those situations. Now, the backpack, in addition to being storage is going to be my armor. Um, and the way that that is going to work is that in the home goods section, I am going to find some uh, linoleum flooring tiles. Ah, and, I see. And I will carry them around in the backpack because I believe, you know, my back is going to be my weakest um, area here. Yeah, you don't want to get stabbed at the back, you know? I don't. Um, critical hit. That will also, you know, it will absorb some of the force from blunt force. If somebody somehow creates some sort of projectile weapon that can fire, uh, some maybe somebody's got a slingshot or something that they've improvised... I don't think it'll be powerful enough to shatter a linoleum floor tile, but on the off chance it does, you know, the linoleum floor tile has just saved me from a broken back. Um, it baned. Yeah, so that's that's my that's why I needed the backpack. But in addition to that, I'm gonna pick up what is going to be my main weapon, and this is where, unfortunately, Ethan, I do address your strategy a bit. Because my main weapon is going to be a fire extinguisher. Ah, I see. A fire extinguisher is something that not many people are going to be picking up. But that is an incredibly effective bludgeoning weapon that also comes with the added benefit of uh, debilitation. I can spray this fire extinguisher into somebody's face... And if they don't have anything over their eyes, they are getting dry ice basically in their eyes. 
which is very, very painful and very debilitating. Um, not to mention, you know, it's a smoke screen. Not to mention it's a smoke screen. So on the off chance that I want to put up a smoke screen and run, that is a viable option. Um, that's surprisingly versatile. That's a really good choice. That was yeah, that was my thought. I was thought. gonna say. I also was aware. Smart. I was aware that fire was gonna come in somewhere. There's so <laughs> many things that are flammable. Somebody's gonna be out there barbecuing. Um, <laughs> I, I figure. I sake. I figure more than one person would opt for that strategy. Um, oh yeah. Also, another thing is that chlorine gas, while heavier than oxygen is not heavier than CO2, I don't believe. Uh, at least not in its, uh, in the form that it is in fire extinguishers. So, um, so anyway, my, my main goal here, I'm going to pick up two large fire extinguishers. I'm going to have one in my backpack and one on, on me uh, that I'm using for my weapon. And I will also be carrying around two smaller ones. My thought with the two, like, smaller kitchen-sized fire extinguishers is that, need be, they can be used as every everything that uh, the big ones can, but also, I could throw them um, if I needed to. So, basically, that is, that is the meat of my strategy, is I'm going to have all of that. That is all the equipment that I need. I think in terms of like actual physical strategy, my goal is going to be that I sort of cloister up for the beginning because I am so well protected. Um, it is going to be difficult for anybody to kill me. Um, I see. With that said, it will be difficult for me at the beginning stages to deal with multiple people uh, in any meaningful way. Because I figure as at the a, beginning as it there will, will be, be with anyone. There will be packs, and so I figure, you know, you two will be much better equipped to deal with packs than I am. Um, and my strategy is mainly for the mid to late game, where you know the big packs of fifty people that are running together have either been, you know, taken out by the barbecue, uh, or they have turned on one another and fought. I'm going to be lone wolfing it. I think we're all going to be lone wolfing it. Um, yeah. Your strategy seems like it would be most effective in like a group of three or four. Just it like would. people watch your back until like you've become powerful enough to betray them. Uh, yes and no. I don't see the need for it. In my mind, the most effective way to kill me in this strategy is to be at range with a very deadly weapon. Um. Mm. I think that's true of everyone here. Yes, but I everyone in general. Actually, I think that that is kind of a very combat. unlikely strategy. Um, and that if it does come up, I can smoke screen and get the hell out of there. Um, mm. because I am very well protected when I'm running away, because I have linoleum this, tiles. In I your have bag. linoleum tiles in my bag, and presumably also a fire extinguisher. Um. It does seem to me that mobility is going to be an issue you run into just concerning the amount of weight you're carrying. Yes. Yeah, so you're gonna... The benefit of that is that as I use the fire extinguisher, it becomes lighter and lighter. Imagine, if you will, a Kevin McAllister type sociopath has just like laid a bunch of debilitating traps like 
I don't know, put nails on the ground upright in order to like hinder your mobility uh, yes. even further than you already are being weighed down. I am also going to pick up boots. That that was a very important part of my strategy because I don't think many people would be in a rush to change their shoes. Mm. Um, but it's yeah. my belief that as the thing goes on, there's going to be so much on the ground just between, mm-hmm. you know, all the fire and the traps and and maybe people viscera. scattering things and viscera, of course, um, that it's going to be massively to my advantage to maintain my mobility um, and the ability to just walk over most things. Your um, feet are probably going to be the, like, most vulnerable area with yes. this strategy. Oh, almost certainly. Um, and so very debilitating. The other thing is that, you know, a linoleum floor tile is probably about five pounds. Uh, and I would wager that a fire extinguisher is two. Um, <clears throat> so that's about 10 pounds on my back, maybe probably 20 if we include everything else that I've got. And then probably, you know, I've got the 10 pound fire extinguisher in my hand. Um, for the beginning of the game, my goal is to get these things, get to not the outer ring, but probably the second to outer ring, and just chill out, just hang out. Probably put up some sort of uh, bulwark to keep people out of where I am, um, and just hope that you know during the phase where I'm not as effective, when there are big groups running around, that uh, everybody basically leaves me alone. Um, I, my goal is not to be roving until about halfway through the game when there are about 25 people left. Um, because once there are 25 people left, I move around and I start taking people out one by one. I will say for someone that said you have two brain cells, you've easily put the most thought into this out of the three of us. I was going to say, the, as soon as you said, I have this written down, I was like, wow, he's already put so much more thought into this than me. Um, but second of all, I was going to say, one thing that's interesting about all of our strategies is that we've all sort of um, chosen a strategy that allows us to hunker down in a single place or to avoid conflict for, for a significant portion of time. Um... And Griffin, unless you have anything you want to add on your strategy or our responses, I had another question I wanted to pose to the group. Um, I don't think that there's anything else. Um, again, my goal here was just to be very protected, but also, you know, towards the end, I've got this pretty fucking deadly and also incredibly versatile um, weapon... That also serves as a smoke screen and a flashbang, essentially. I was um, gonna say, dude, the the fire extinguisher choice was actually so smart. Like that is that was inspired. That I, that was that was beautiful. You get points for that. For I, I'm glad. Okay, so here here's the question I was gonna ask. So we've all chosen these strategies that sort of, or we've all decided that we wouldn't want to be like roving around. We wouldn't want to be actively taking up combat because I don't think anybody does. Because the more combat encounters you get into. Uh, the more likely it is that you're going to fail. Um, so the question is, where would you guys hunker down? Like, what section of the store would you want to hunker down in? Because, in my mind, there's going to be places that are going to be more or less populated. Um, 
I I feel like the toy section and the uh, like clothing section are going to be less populated and less frequented by people because it's going to have less valuable items available. But um, as a result of that, people might also think that and then specifically go hunting in those areas. So, like, where where do you think you'd hunker down? I'm going to answer your question with a question, which is, is there a forklift in this uh, super center? Because if... No, because if, I think that would really break the meta here, because, you know, then it just becomes Killdozer, but you have a forklift. Yeah, that's, that's okay. a good point. I think there's Fair no point. vehicles. No vehicles. Okay. So, anywhere Except that has just, Except for the Barbie like, Jeep. I forgot to specify. There no, is a Barbie Jeep. Only one. There's only one Barbie Jeep. But it exists. I think you mean Barbie bomb, because I would use that as a bomb. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I really wanna ask I really wanna ask how, but also I don't want to get us put on a watch list any more than we already have or like get taken oh, down. Oh man, that that's we're already on the watch list. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, yeah. so so what's your plan on on using the Barbie Jeep to create an explosive device? I oh, assume you're just gonna. I'm 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 not interested in how you're gonna do it. I have no doubt that you're gonna be able to to improvise an explosive device from whatever is in this store. I'm more interested in how you use it once you have a device on the jeep. We'll assume that you've got a device on the jeep that can explode and you can control when it explodes. How are you going to okay. kill people with that? Um, be like a taxi man. I'll just like give someone a free ride. They hop into the Jeep. I hop out of the Jeep. I blow up the Jeep with them inside. Really? Or I just like... That was not what my thought was. Honestly, I could just like kamikaze, uh, like early well, no, game. Not, I make as, a... as we've decided, that's not going to be a win. Okay. Yes. If you die, well, you're I was out. Saying, I was saying I could like make a deal with someone else that like I don't know, I'll kamikaze these people for you if like I don't know. So you you want to talk somebody else into driving a Jeep with an explosive device in, in it into a group of people. Correct. Good God, man. That is That's depraved. So Oh, that's that is literally that oh my is God. evil. <laughs> I don't Jesus. have. It's not like a drone. I can't. Are there drones here? No. Uh, okay. No, yes. there would be. There would yeah, be drones. There are drones. There are drones. There are drones. I was gonna say because here's the thing: is that my thought wasn't be to to manually detonate it like with myself inside it'd be like strap the explosive onto like an rc car or a drone and then fly it into a group and that's that was like one of the potential values of the toy section i could think of ah the rcxd that's exactly where i'm going with the drone idea okay i'm sorry griffin what did you say the rcx there is in call of duty there is a long-standing score streak called the rcxd which is exactly what you just described. It is a car. It is an RC car with an explosive device on it. And it is a legitimate military tactic where they just whip out an RC car, drive it into someone, and pull the trigger. Yeah. Whoa. But that's what I was thinking. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, okay. But so 
Let's get back anyway, to the first question. Let's answer the first question first. Going back, I would find somewhere that has like, I don't know, the air conditioning section that has a lot of like heavy overhead items. Pull them down, create cover, and then like set my traps there probably. Hmm. Just That's somewhere fair. that has like massive objects that could provide good like long range cover. I think that's See, what I'll... I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be a, probably very near to the home improvement section would be the the kitchen and yeah. appliances mm -hmm. section. I think oh. I'm going to I can move those. I can absolutely move a dryer by like, myself. Like a fridge. Yes. Just, so yeah, I yeah. will make a fridge maze that I am standing in the center of with a fire extinguisher. Okay, new strategy. The Jack in the Box. You take all <laughs> the refrigerators and just like line them up in a row. You have like a shank inside one of them. <laughs> you just wait for someone to just like one by one open each door. You can hear them like opening and closing the fridge doors. And then like if anyone ever opens your fridge, you just like jump in, stab them, and then you go hide in a different one. Do you yeah. not think that they would expect that? <laughs> Who's going to be walking around opening random fridges? And if they do, who's going to be walking around opening random fridges without preparing for someone to be in one of them? I would put an ominous message on the fridge. Just like... Would you put an ominous message on the fridge that you're in? I would put them in... I'd put one ominous message on each fridge. Interesting. A my thought ominous be, message or like the same one on every single fridge? I would put a complex riddle <laughs> indicating subtly which fridge I am actually in. My thought uh, in, the, in the jack-in-the-box debate is I think that you... There are fridges that are next, next to each other. I Okay, I will preface this yes. by saying I cannot fit in a fridge. Um, most modern fridges are not large enough or they have a freezer on the bottom of them. So it, mm -hmm. I will not be able to fit in a fridge. If I was a person who could fit in a fridge, there will be fridges next to each other. So my thought would be to place something to get someone's attention in or on a fridge and then be hiding in the one next to it with a shiv. Because when they walk up and begin inspecting whatever it is, maybe you put an attractive or alluring item. Um, yeah, you, maybe, you use the mimic strategy. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, put, you put something really nice in the fridge. Um, you hear them come up, you throw open the fridge, slam the fridge that they're looking in onto them, and then stab them. I think Follow that would be... Idea. I think that would be the most effective way to get away with that strategy. Because I think if you just wait for them to open the fridge that you're in, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Well, follow-up idea is they're opening fridge. Fridge one, there's nothing. Fridge two, there's nothing. Fridge three, there's the Barbie Jeep. It blows up, they perish. Aha! <laughs> uh, I see, taking it back. <laughs> it's a okay. two-pronged attack. <laughs> okay so or really they're they're going up to each of the fridges looking inside then i just run them over with the barbie jeep and while the they're distracted ah uh, yes the barbie jeep which is involuntary manslaughter the the Five most miles effective an hour strategy just their body 
very small or frail person, perhaps. <laughs> no, dude, children get run over with those things on the regular. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. So, I will say, my thought on where I would hide really quickly is, uh, I would, I think, the problem with, like, going, so the food session, I think, is, like, a, a place where people would try and hide, because then it'd be convenient for them to, like, stay there for an extended period of time. I think that hardware and, uh, like, home goods would be pretty common like for traffic because that's where people are going to go to try and pick up items that they need um so there's a higher risk of you getting discovered so i think that i would hide like on a periphery like near the like near the toy section and what like in on the like aisles like right next to the two sections where like the toys and something else is like, that's where I would go. Uh, or actually, no, I'd go to, like, the athletics and just, you know where they have all the bike racks? Just, like, throw the the bikes, like, build a wall out of them. Because it's not, it wouldn't be hard to move, but it would slow you down enough and it'd make enough noise that you could get a, get around it. Okay. I think that would be effective. Anyway. Um... But okay, that 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 was just that one thought that I wanted to make sure that I said, uh, so I didn't forget. Um, any other comments on that? I, I I again I don't know that it strictly matters exactly where I hide. Mm -hmm. My goal is just to get somewhere where I can put up. No one will go there intentionally. <clears throat> My goal yeah. is to make it so that no one will go there intentionally unless their goal is to kill me. Like, is to kill specifically me. And even then, they're just wandering into the lion's den. Yeah. So if anybody is unfortunate enough to wander in or bold enough to, to try to come get me, like, props to them. But, you know, the they're other thing to consider my... is that, like, I'm going to be fucking terrifying to look at at this point. <laughs> I'm going to be walking around in full biker gear with a with a mask and glasses on and just a giant fire extinguisher I is, will say hmm? go ahead is uh attacking your opponent's psychologically a viable strategy here because like out of a like you take a hundred members of the general public very few of them i think are going to have the capacity to like kill people Murder. in this arena setting so like if Griffin just came up me, I would just be paralyzed with fear. And <laughs> I would probably just let him kill me before I even, like, had the mental process that I should run. Like, okay. I assume with the 100 people, they are all going to be able-bodied individuals. Like, okay. we're, we're not putting 90-year-old pensioners on in the field. <laughs> Because they I don't know, man. I think it might lose. be funny. Just, just, just cannon fodder. Okay, perhaps. Whoa. But like, you know, actually, you know what? It's probably uh, the best comparison is probably Hunger Games, mm -hmm. where you've got you know you start at a certain age, you you have a better and better chance because this is basically the supermarket Hunger Games. If we're being honest, um, yeah. But like, even more than that, just like. I think there's got to be Not some incentive. Not just the physical capacity too, but like the mental capacity too. Yeah, well, I yeah, think so there's got to be some like sort of reward bear. on the line. 
Well, well I, I mean, gonna... it's it's like a black bear. If a black bear could kill pretty much any human, but if you yell at a black bear, it's going to be confused, and just because it's weak-willed, it'll run away. That would essentially be most people, or it's like that's so I mean, far yes. out of the ordinary that. I mean, yes, in a realistic situation, I think it like put into this situation, there'd only be like ten people who would actually be willing and able to kill um like out of the 100 yeah so do you think that psychological torture would be a viable method of weakening your opponents in this scenario i'm going to say no because it'd be because like realistically if it's if 90 percent of participants aren't willing to kill and they're just trying to survive um Basically, they're just not going to put up a fight. You wouldn't need to psychologically torture them. Also, I am a little concerned that this is this is your question, um, but I'm saying that I don't think it would really matter because it, it'd be superfluous. You know, mm. it'd be like kicking kicking a dead horse. That is not the idiom, but yeah. Uh, but the. <laughs> The other thought I have, so like, suppose we, in our simple random sample, like these are all people that are, you know, they're put into a survival situation, and they all have like a very strong will to live, so they're going to to fight back if pressed. You know, I would say maybe, like, I don't know, like, what would your like, what would your strategy be for trying to weak, like, destroy the attack the wills of the contestants? Um, well, I think Griffin had a pretty good idea of just, like, completely masking your humanity and just coming at them, like, full force. As, I, yeah, like, just being frightening. I mean, like, that's yeah. the thing, is that... Oh, well, I didn't other, know if you had, like, an idea. The other viable well, strategy here is that if I start coming after you, you're gonna run. I'm a, I am a hulking figure of a man. And if I start striding at you confidently, wielding a big-ass fire extinguisher, you're going to run the other Malicious way. Malicious intent. Yeah. And I figure that a fair amount of people in that situation are going to run away. And while they're running away from me, because they're going to be faster than me. They're going to be able to get away from me. While they're running away from me, I figure that they will be able to, like, other people will catch them and pick them off. Because mm. a running target is really easy to kill. Like, they'll be running away from me, and they'll be so frightened and exhausted by that that they might not even notice, oh, the floor here is covered in charcoal. Or, hmm. say... It smells a little funky in smells here. smells like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Diet Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Okay. I don't know. Why is I that was... man lapping up that man's, like, gray matter? <laughs> I think I think That's Kane in this scenario is gonna be like the blood starved beast where he's just gonna he's, people are gonna be terrified of him. They're just like he's the contestant where like the the game makers have to put him down because he's walking around just slurping up Mount or uh, Doctor Thunder Dr. from the Doctor Thunder from the floor, walking around on all fours like huffing chlorine gas. Oh, Dr. Pepper's Starved Beast. 
Uh, somebody needs to make that a fucking edit. Jesus. You do. Uh, yeah, the I, onus I lack is on the artistic you now. talent. I lack the artistic talent. Anyway. That's okay. absolutely not true. I do I've have seen a... your Peter the Dolphin fanfic. <laughs> uh, excuse me. It was fan art, not fanfic. There's a very big difference. Um, and that was that was. <laughs> I, I nope. We're gonna cut it off there. Uh... Okay. So no, hold on, hold on. Okay. So going back to the topic, uh, topic at hand. Just because I'm curious, what like do you guys have? If you were forced to use objects in the toy section, what would your plan be? Because we've already discussed, like, drones and stuff. Like, most people would be wearing shoes. So throwing, like, uh, Legos on the floor as, like, uh, caltrops would not be effective. Like, what? do you have any ideas for, like, how you could use that stuff effectively? Are we assuming that these are only, like, toys toys or like can we get outdoor toys in here too you mean like lawn dart type shit not lawn darts because you know those are the, the, i'm gonna go ahead and say that those are dedicated weapons <laughs> yeah but like like uh i guess i was gonna ask this question earlier are we gonna count like the training bow and arrows where it's like they don't actually have a like a barb on them they're just like the the archery that you do at like summer camp like, are we going to count those as dedicated weapons? Yes. Those are still... Okay. Nerf guns weapons. Nerf guns, I, I think, are in. So if you okay. if you have the technical know-how, which I'm ashamed to admit, I do have the technical know-how to mod a uh, a toy gun into something that can do serious damage. Um, You know, that's... I think, Hain, I think I can turn the the pharaoh which is a nerf gun you can you can look it up if you want to it's a fucking elephant gun bro it's it a sniper is rifle a sniper rifle that is like the fastest and most powerful firing nerf gun that they've ever produced i think if you replace the spring in that or even just take the air restrictors off like i think that becomes close to that that inflicts serious harm and if you mod the darts at all to become yeah, lethal, I was gonna, I was gonna it's, it's me. there. It's like, and it is frighteningly accurate too. Like that thing, dense. I, I'm pretty good. I can hit a Coke can and put a serious dent in it from across a hallway. So, like, why would I, you be ashamed of having the ability to do that? Because, because that is frightening, and that is honestly the most likely thing to get me on a watch list. White phosphorus, <laughs> be damned. Oh no. Okay, uh, so here's here was my thought for weaponizing nerf guns. What you do is you take thumbtacks from like general supplies and stuff and you put those in the tips of the darts and then you have to lace it with some sort of poison. Now the thing is, is that you wouldn't be able to get it with like enough poison to like kill a person in one shot, but if you put like if you put some serious stuff in there, um like with the pharaoh specifically so like it would definitely have the ability to like pierce skin and if you put like if you shot somebody enough with like bleach darts i feel like you could do some serious damage oh dude if you put any amount of point on a pharaoh dart that thing can pierce skin well yeah. already if Just... you have if you have the scientific know-how could you potentially if they have like a clinic in this supermarket 
They could do you, have a clinic. Could you hypothetically like take, take like a flu vaccine and just like cover a bullet in like an absurd amount of flu virus? I don't. Th- I here's the thing. I think this is all too long term. I don't think you can poison yeah. a person in this way. I think you have to kill them. You have to kill them with the dart. Like you can't, is, you can't that, like, poison them. It'd be too slow acting. Like, e- like let's assume that you could make like a flu, like you could infect somebody with a flu. You know, I don't think that that would be a, a fast enough acting poison to to actually kill them. I also, it, I like, don't think that there's anything in a in a supermarket that you could inject into someone that would kill them. In with I don't think any you can make a bioweapon. Well, how about this? I I use an elephant gun to incapacitate a person. Step one. Then I inject them with like ten flu vaccines, and then I release them into a crowd of like fifty people. Once again, I don't think you're going to be able to make a bioweapon here. I really want to make a bioweapon in this scenario, hypothetically. In... Yes, in this scenario. You know what? I'm going to take that as good enough for legal reasons. That's probably anyway. smart. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm trying to think. I, that's really all I can think of. Uh, we have a little bit of time left before hour and ten, so let's let's include another question. Uh, okay, so just baseline assessment here. I think that if we have any amount of group play going on here, like in terms of uh you know this is shifting more towards battle royale than um hunger games but if we assume that there can be a team winner i yeah. think the three of us would make a very effective team here we I, have very compatible strategies i, I think. think you give hain a knife and just tell him to watch my back with the chlorine traps we're we're golden mm. i like we can keep anyone away you know you i can i can shove a person into a into a fire if need be i can knock them out and then you can torture them you know there's just infinite strategies for sure um if you need to send an attack dog you just throw a dr pepper can at somebody (laughs) (laughs) he's juiced out of his mind on caffeine he's just got two kitchen knives (laughs) he just rips out their jugular Dude, it's like a signal flare where it's like you throw it in for an airstrike, yeah. but it's just me. He <laughs> <laughs> sees the Dr. Pepper becomes bloodlusted. Okay. Um, anyway. That might actually be the most effective tactic. Bloodlust? Uh, bloodlusting Hain with Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. It's proven to work very well, like in, in our high school days. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, that's that's all we have time for today. Uh, thank you for listening to the ramblings of these two madmen and and guest. Uh, we'll have new episodes out roughly every week. Please leave a comment if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, uh, specifically about this episode. If you want to drop uh, what your supermarket scuffle strategy is, uh, please let us know. Uh, or if you just have any general commentary. Please let us know. Uh, Thank you for listening.